have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what, what should I do. I have no idea. If this is something you're thinking, then you're in the right place. Y'all, welcome to the For The One podcast. This week, in case you haven't gathered, we're talking about making decisions and seeking wise counsel in those decisions, especially when you have no idea what you're going to do. And I'm sure we've all been in that spot, or at least I have before. So grab your drink, grab your bestie, grab your favorite blanket or favorite sweatshirt, and let's get started. Let me ask, what drives you to make the choices that you do? What's your motivation for making your decisions in life? Maybe it's a goal that you're wanting to pursue or often often people pose the question in what's your why of like, why do you do what you do? Uh, when we had Baylor Koyanik as a guest, he talked a lot about how his why is his family. And, you know, what is your why? Are you trying to get that promotion or get the money or glorify God or help your family? What drives you to make your choices? I think this is a question we should all be asking ourselves, especially in like a decision-making process in getting to know yourself better and saying like, okay, why do I do the things that I do? What is stopping me from doing the things that I want to do? And what is driving me to do the things that I do or don't want to do? Y'all, you know me. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot go an episode without quoting a, like a pop 2000s song. In case you're wanting this episode about decisions, makes me think of that lyric in one of the Justin Bieber songs where it's like, she's indecisive. She can't decide. <laughs> she keeps on moving from left to right. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because it's such a good song. And sometimes those lyrics just pop into my head, especially during these times when I'm like, okay, what am I doing? I cannot decide. My friends used to always get so mad at me because they'd be like, oh, what do you want to do for dinner? Or like, which movie do you want to watch? And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't care. And they'd be like, do you really not care? Or do you just have an opinion and don't want to tell us and help us make a decision? And sometimes I really wouldn't care, but other times I'd be like, actually, yeah, this is the thing I want to do. (laughs) And it just makes me laugh. I didn't realize that me not caring sometimes can correlate to like having trouble making decisions. One decision that I've had to make recently, or not really recently, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, was when I had to decide where to go to college. And you may think, okay, well, like many people make that decision. It's really not that big of a deal. Well, to me, it was a really big deal. It was the biggest decision I had ever had to make. And, you know, to me, I'm like, where I choose my school is where I meet my people. And, you know, the people I meet are the people, you know, I love, connect, and I spend my life with, whether it's my friends, my husband, or whatever. And I obviously, I put way too much pressure on the decision because God can use me no matter where I go. God can use anyone no matter where they go. But it was just quite an interesting time because, y'all, I worried about it so much that I probably cried about it almost every night praying to God be like God God just tell me where to go tell me where to go because I have no idea where I want to go and it was 
very it was quite a time you know senior year you're all emo because you're like i'm gonna leave my friends and i was like i don't want there to be 2.0 versions of me out there with my other friends and be totally replaced which obviously hasn't happened i'm still with my friends i still love my friends and i've made new friends uh here at school but the decision i made like Part of it was really driven by like financial decisions and like the route me and my family were wanting to take. And so finally I had narrowed it down to like, okay, these are the two most affordable schools. And I was like, okay, do I go to ACU? Do I go to Texas Tech? And one day I was sitting down on the couch and I was, it was funny because I wasn't even watching TV at the time which sounds so horrible of me, but it was really, that's kind of rare. I feel like just in human nature to sit on the couch without your phone in your hand, just staring at the wall and thinking. And I was sitting there just imagining college because that's where my mind was. My mind was on the future. Like I need to make this decision. I have no idea where I want to go, but I at least kind of know what I want my experience to look like. I was sitting on the couch and I was imagining my scenario of what my day-to-day life would look like of me sitting in my bed like waking up in the morning and then it kind of went on like oh getting ready for the day going to my classes and then I thought about okay what would it look like to be like reading my bible I was just like oh yeah I'd read my bible in the morning when I get ready and then I was like oh you know you know your mind kind of wanders and I was like oh I imagine my roommate asking me, like, okay, I see you read that book every morning. Like, tell me what's that book. Or I know that's a Bible. Like, why do you read it so much? And then I kind of just imagined myself, you know, evangelizing to her and being like, hey, this is the Bible. This is what I believe. This is Jesus and he loves you. And I remember in that moment when I was just imagining my everyday life of what it'd be like in college, I knew. I sat there and knew. I was like, you know, at a private school like ACU, which is very good. I mean, I almost went there. That wouldn't be an opportunity because they're exposed on the daily. It's part of their school motto, school school creed, like Christian is in the name. Like they're exposed on the daily to Jesus. And I was like, whoa, I would be able to evangelize. I would be able to show Jesus to people who may have never even heard of him if I did go to a state school. And I remember that was the moment that was an unway that you know many times in your life you hear about people saying oh god spoke to me or whatever god revealed this to me and it looks different ways it sounds different ways but that is one moment a very very few but very distinct moments where i knew that i was what god wanted for me and i remember when i you know i got really excited and at first when people would ask me where i was going to school like random strangers will ask you like oh you're a senior like where are you what are you doing for college next year? Like, and I would just start telling people like, oh yeah, I'm going to tech. I'm going to text tech, like Recco. And it was really fun. Like saying like, oh yes, I made my decision, like weight off my shoulders. Like I can trust God with this aspect of my life and make other decisions like who I'm rooming with and whatever. But sometimes when I would tell people where I'm going, they kind of were taken aback. They'd be like, oh, you're going, you're going there. Like I never would have pegged you to go there. I thought you would go where your, all your other siblings went and 
first of all, that statement made me mad because only two of my older sisters went to the same school and my other two siblings, my brother and my other sister went to other schools. And I was like, as the youngest sibling, I was like, I'm not doing what they're doing just because they did it. I'm going to make my own decision for myself. (laughs) And that made me mad. But it also because like, you're like, oh, I didn't really expect you to go to tech. Like that's kind of a, you know, a bad school, bad reputation of, I guess you could say in the sense like partying. And that would be the most discouraging thing to me. Like one time I was checking out in Mardell's with my mom. She was shopping for her classroom and the lady was like, oh, you're going, I had a tech shirt on. She was like, oh, you're going there. You need to be careful because that is like such a bad school. She was like, now I've never been there. And I'm like, lady, then why are you trying to give me free advice about a school you never even been to? But she was like, I've never been there, but I've been to Georgia Tech and I visited a friend once and we just partied really hard and I just don't think you should go there. I was just like, oh yeah, kind of brushed it off, like checked out, went on my way. And then like one time at church, I was telling one of my friend's grandpas that like, hey, like, yeah, this is where I'm going. And out of love and wisdom, he was trying to tell me like, oh, you know, you need to be careful out there. You need to be discerning because, you know, they don't really have the best reputation. And I was like, "Mm, like, what great words of life. And one time a coach of mine was like, we were doing a workout and he, we were just kind of talking while I was working out. And he was saying like, I don't know, we just had this conversation that made me totally second guess my decision. And I remember all these conversations about people trying to warn me, like, red flag, don't go there because it doesn't have the best, like, social whatever reputation. And they say this because they they know me. They know my heart. They Well, not the lady at Mardell. She didn't know me. But my friend's grandpa, my coach, they knew me. They knew my heart. And they told me this because they know, like, yeah, KK, she's a good Christian girl. Yet, if you say this because you know I'm a good Christian, I kind of wonder, like, can't you trust that I've made a wise decision since I follow a strong God who would never lead me astray? Can't you trust that I was wise enough to ask him what he wanted for my life? And I know, I know my school may not have the best reputation. Shoot, I'm an RA. I've seen all kinds of things. (laughs) But God led me here. And I'm going to trust him. And you can find whatever you want, wherever you go, no matter what decision you make. And this is one choice that was clear to me, that God wanted me to be here. When I got here, sometimes I question, like, God, why am I here? But then there are other times in such sweet little morsels and moments where he shows me this. This is why you're here for the exchange student who's never heard of Jesus, yet you have my name represented throughout your life. And y'all, this is just one decision I've ever had to make. It was a pretty big one and a pretty recent one. That's why I'm kind of just using it as a decision example. But but it is not always clear, y'all. It is not always clear. And if God makes it clear to you, you best follow what he says. That's all I'm going to say. Because he does want what's best for you in your life. Currently, I'm having to make a decision, and it's not super clear for me, and I'm excited to see where it plays out, but right now, I have no idea. But what I am doing, what I can be doing, 
is I've kind of been polling people that I know who've experienced the same things that I'm wondering if I should pursue. I'm polling people for who are in various or variations of stages similar to mine. If they're on the same degree, like path, you know, if they're not pursuing their master's, if they are, but they graduated in three years, if they did go abroad, if they went for a whole semester, if they haven't at all, and oh, how'd you pay for and all this. And so it's like, okay, I've talked with friends who have gone abroad. I've talked to friends who have not. Oh, by the way, (laughs) that was my decision I have to make is if I'm going to go. Stay tuned. Catch me in the fall, either here or there. You know, who knows? All that to say, what's really important when it comes to making decisions, especially the the big ones, the ones that do set you on a different track, that do change the trajectory of where your life's going to go. One thing I cannot emphasize enough, y'all, is seeking wise counsel. Y'all, I love talking to people who encourage me in in my decisions. Like when I'm polling people or kind of asking like, oh, should I go abroad or you didn't and how did you feel and you did, how did you feel? And I love talking to people because there's some that get so hype. Y'all, my sister-in-law, every time I talk to her, she hypes me up like no one else. I think she's more excited for me to go than, than I am, honestly. And I have a friend who went for a whole semester to Spain last spring and I was talking to her and she was like oh my word if I could go back I would you definitely have to go and it's so cool because in seeking wise counsel you're also gaining encouragement and there are other people that I seek advice from that I may need to take with a grain of salt of saying okay I know they're telling me you know something but what's the credibility of the some of this person I'm talking to what is their you know, are they speaking from wisdom? Are they speaking from love, from truth, from a biblically accurate perspective? Are they speaking from experience or just assumptions? And that's another thing I strongly emphasize is when you're seeking wise counsel, try and be as discerning as you can be. Think, does what this person is saying, is it applicable to my life? Is it true? They're saying, do they have credibility in their word? And And no matter what decision you're making, either way, again, pray for discernment. And no matter which person you're talking to, the one who you cannot get enough of their words or the one that you have to be extra careful about and saying like, hmm, is what they're saying like good and true and solid? Either way, pray for discernment. And this helps with listening to advice as well as making the decision itself. And you can say, okay, what should I let, what opinions, what facts should I let weigh on my decision? Y'all, I highly, highly encourage when you're making decisions to pull people on their opinions and their thoughts because doing so will help you educate yourself on your own opinions and thoughts and help you formulate that decision and decide. With that, you must ask yourself, From whom can you seek wise counsel? Whose words are reliable? Whose words are trustworthy? Who has experience in what the decision you're trying to make? It can be people close to you or even people who you're not super close with but are really experienced in that subject matter and what you're wanting to pursue. Y'all, blessed is the relationship of someone who can give you wise counsel. That is for certain. Proverbs 15, 22 
It says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And I think the many advisors part is really important because you do get those different experiences. You do get different perspectives, and it helps you take into account, okay, like, different things can happen about this. Or you may get all the same perspective, and you're like, okay, I know for sure I go this way or that way. And in James 1.19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Remember, No matter who you're talking to and seeking advice from, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen to what they have to say, especially if you know they have the wisdom in that area and that expertise. Be slow to speak. And y'all, it is especially important to become slow to anger, especially with the one who will tell it to you straight. With the one who says, no, I do not think you should do that, and here's why. With the one Truly the good friend who will tell you, no, you shouldn't do that, or yes, you should do that. One of the best sermons I've ever heard still resonates with me to this day. I heard it over five years ago. Y'all, there is an author and a speaker um, named Ryan Leake, and he came to our student conference my sophomore or freshman year of high school a long time ago. And he talked about chasing failure. He asked us the question, what would you do if you knew you could never fail? Y'all, I will have to link his video because it is so good. He has has a whole 15-minute video talking about his journey. But in a nutshell, what it was, was he was like, okay, what could I do if I just never failed? What if I did chase failure instead of success? Because oftentimes when we chase success, we don't achieve it because we're too scared of failure. So he says, okay, you know, I played basketball in college and I played basketball at my 24-hour fitness. I'm going to email every single NBA team in the league and see if I can get a tryout. So he did. He emailed every single team and he was like, hey, my name is Ryan. I'm chasing failure. I am looking to fail. And I'm hoping that you give me a shot of trying out and making your team. And at first he said, you know, it was a few days. And then he got a response. It was from the Celtics. And they said, you know, that's really admirable. But no, we're not open to doing that with you. And he was like, oh, man, he was kind of discouraged at first. And he goes, wait, the Boston Celtics responded to me. Yeah, they said no, but they responded to me. And responses kept coming after that. He was so encouraged, even when these people were saying no. Until finally, the Phoenix Suns, so random, I had actually, (laughs) when hearing the story, I had never even heard of this NBA team. But the Phoenix Suns said, okay, yeah, come try out. Bring your camera crew here on Monday and you can try out with us. And he was like, what? That's crazy. Are you kidding me? And so he said, okay, I'll be there. And sure enough, Monday he came and he showed up willing to try out for the team. And he was doing all these drills and he was playing with NBA players until finally at the end of practice, he 
the coach said, okay, now you've got your three-minute run. He goes, what? (laughs) And in a nutshell, it was a three-minute sprint up and down the court, kind of similar to what you would have in an NBA game, but him just straight three-minute sprinting. And three minutes isn't a long time, except for when you're literally full blasting with everything you've got. And he said during that sprint, it was so, so long that he was getting so discouraged. He said, I couldn't tell if I was walking, jogging, or sprinting. He was getting so tired, he could barely feel his legs. But as he was running down the floor, he realized, huh, I'm running across the Phoenix Suns logo. I'm not running across my 24-hour fitness logo right now. I am trying out for an NBA team. And, you know, that gave him courage and motivation to keep going on. And, of course, there's more beautiful parts about his story. I encourage you to go listen to the linked video that will be in these show notes. But, y'all, at the end of his whole journey, he didn't make the team. He failed at what he was trying to do. But in his pursuits, he was like, yes, I'm going to fail. But what if I don't? And so, yeah, he didn't make the NBA. But he, for a whole practice, was coached by that NBA coach. For a whole practice, he was a Phoenix Sun. He was in the NBA for just one short while, all because he tried. All because he lived without that fear of failure. So let me ask, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What decision would you make? What path would you pursue if you knew? You know what? I'm going to fail and that's okay. And me being okay with that means I cannot fail. Y'all, I've mentioned this verse before in this context too, but Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, y'all, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will keep your path straight. He will make your path straight. Y'all, in all your ways, in all your decisions, in all your plans, which will totally get messed up because (laughs) we can't predict the future. We can only try to make our plans in all your ways. In everything you do, give God glory. Acknowledge Him, His presence, and the fact that His power is why you're doing what you're doing. Acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. He will say, You have this passion for joining the NBA or whatever? Okay, I'll allow it. Or, oh, you have this passion for running your own business? Okay, we're going to use this and all that you do to glorify me. Even your failures will glorify me because it'll show that the things that you do that are good are all the more better because you did fail. Y'all, one of my favorite worship songs you know me. I love music. And I don't just listen to Hannah Montana and just Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> Y'all, I don't just listen to Hannah Montana and Justin Bieber. In fact, I do occasionally listen to worship music. <laughs> One of my favorite worship songs is So Will I by Hillsong United. And there's a lyric in there that is so beautiful. And it says, if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If everything exists to lift you high, so will I. Y'all, 
we exist, everything exists to lift God high. Our reason on this earth is to praise him and delight in him and to enjoy the good things that he's given us. Our purpose is to lift God high, to glorify and exalt him. God delights in us. And he wants us to have the things our hearts desire if they are according to his will. In Jesus, in Matthew 21, 22, it says, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer, if you have that faith to do it. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. God wants us to have the desires of our heart. He wants us to pursue our passions, and our goals if they're according to his will. And y'all, he's not a compliant, laissez-faire kind of God. Like, he just doesn't sit back in his rocking chair kind of watching us play and trip over ourselves and make bad choices, but then sometimes make right ones. No, he is an ever-working God. He is the shepherd who actively searches for sheep that keep wandering away from him. And he pursues you in his plans for you and wants you to pursue him as well. And even when we make the wrong decisions, even if we chase what we thought we wanted and fail, sometimes that failure or you not getting what you wanted may look like God telling you, no, come back to me. Come back to where you need to be, where I want you to be, where it is best for your life. And I'm not going to sit here and say that if you ask God for something, he's going to give it to you and that everything you want will work out because you ask God. Because that's not the case. Sometimes what we want isn't always what's best for us. But if it is according to the will of God, he will give generously. He will give generously. Another really great verse in Matthew is Matthew 7, 7 through 11 says, this Jesus speaking, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? And it's so sweet. Like, He delights in us getting excited for wanting that really cool job that will allow us to use all our talents. He delights in us wanting to, you know, pursue that relationship with that friend or with that boyfriend or girlfriend. He delights in us wanting good things because He gives us good things. And y'all... I'm sorry, I keep, well, no, I'm not going to apologize for speaking the word of God, but we're kind of on a little uh, verse, kind of putting verses out there for you. We talked about those two in Matthew. Y'all, let me tell you about what it says in James 4, 3. It says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. This is James saying, you know, sometimes God doesn't give things to us. Because we ask with the wrong intentions. If we ask with good intentions, with holy God-honoring intentions, He's delighted to give it to us. 
But if we ask with intentions of, oh, maybe greed, or with intentions of self-fulfillment, self-glory, well, sometimes the case may be, like I said, he's not going to give us everything we want. Sometimes the case may be he knows our hearts. He knows our minds and what we're thinking. And he knows, okay, that's not what's best for you. Because if you get any more greedy, your head will explode (laughs) with arrogance. Another really good verse when it comes to asking God for things and decisions making is Psalm 37, 4. Y'all, it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Take delight in the Lord. Because pretty soon, when you do start living for God and living out what it says in the Bible, your desires of your heart will begin to align with his desires for you. And it's so beautiful to see when those collide. When God says, you're after my own heart. You want what I want for you. And it's so, so beautiful. Y'all, last verse in this little spiel of verses. And I bring so many because I think it's so important to have many references to show that it is a cohesive theme throughout the Bible to seek wise counsel and to draw near to God and that it is okay to ask him for big things. We all in John 14, 13 through 14, it says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. God wants to give us the things that we delight in so that we may glorify him in those things. And he wants us to draw near to him and to ask him and sit at his feet and say, hey, here's my life, God. In me asking you, I'm asking for your permission. I'm giving you reign over my life of please, may I please have this. And y'all, we can pursue things with all our might and we can still fail. And failure is so humbling, so very humbling, and it hurts. And it hurts to hear criticism or constructive criticism about what you should have done differently, what you can do differently next time. But it also grows you. Like, say you make the wrong decision, like, you know, you might have lost something. You might have lost something that was at stake. And that's a chance for you to say, hey, like, I messed up. Admittedly, I messed up. And so I humble myself before you, God. I just humble myself. And I'm open to learning to say, okay, what can what can I get out of this? What can I change next time? Or keep the same if it was a good thing. Criticism, failure, it grows you. So next time you feel like you made the wrong decision and wish you had made a different one, you can't go back and remake that decision, but you can learn what you maybe should have done differently. You just have to go into the next decision with prayer and discernment. A good positive mindset is to think of areas of weakness or failure as just opportunities for growth. And a prayer that you can have on your heart is, God, help me to grow in these areas. Search my heart and help me to know what I need to improve on. That way I can better glorify you in my life. (laughs) Speaking of viewing 
things as opportunities. One time, y'all, I was in a job interview. And so I don't know if y'all have ever heard of a SWOT analysis, but basically it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Your strengths and your weaknesses are internal and your opportunities and threats are external within this little acronym model. And one time in an interview, they were like, the, the question, it was so plain, but I don't say it was simple. They said, what are your opportunities? And I was like, oh, like I took the opportunity to connect in this way, which grew my network in this way, which, you know, I'm now here at this interview. And they were like, no, like, what are your, we don't like using the word weaknesses. That just basically means what are your opportunities for growth? And I was like, oh, like, haha, I'm so sorry. Like in this model that I've been taught to use it, it's an external thing and not an internal thing. And it was just so cringe and I didn't get the job. It wasn't for that. But it's just funny to think about like, oh, miscommunications with that and that opportunities are endless and that they're everywhere and they're pathways for growth, you know? <laughs> so in all that, don't let fear of failure keep you from making decisions because not deciding is a decision for one, but also if you do fail, God can use it for good and a lesson can be learned from it. Even if you do, you know, put in the work and seek Christ's counsel and try to better yourself and you just somehow can't get it, like it may be him steering you to say, hey, actually, I need you over here. I want you over here. So I encourage you, if there is a desire you have in your heart, if there's something you want, say, God, hey, can I have this if it's your will for me? Can I please have this? And you know what? Like I said earlier, if it's a God-honoring thing, even if it's scary, even if it's so scary to think about, you know, the change in your next step forward and you really only like the idea of the hypothetical, I encourage you, pursue things that you want, but also know that sometimes the decisions that are made aren't always the one we want, but most often the ones we need. So if you're coming up on a decision, or if you're walking with someone and doing life with someone who has a decision to make, encourage them to pray about it and seek wise counsel in people that they trust and that God will show up for them. Y'all, I mentioned this in a few episodes, but if we knew what the future held, there'd be no decisions to make. There'd be no fret over what to do next, which path to pursue. Y'all, if you know the score of the game, it wouldn't be as exciting. Think about the decisions as an opportunity to trust God with your life and the choices that he has for you. Because y'all, I'm telling you, my life is so much better than I used to imagine. Like better than I could have ever imagined it would have been. And I'm not doing these amazing, like award-winning cancer figure-outing things. Maybe one day, hopefully. But all I'm doing is just relying on God and saying, God, what do you want me to do? Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, you know, I was saying as a hypothetical, but truly I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. And all I want is what you want, God. So for the one who's listening, the one with the big decision to make or a small decision or a big dream that you want to pursue, but are really kind of scared, pray for discernment. Pray for clarity and seek wise counsel from people you trust. Wait expectantly on God to answer your prayers and to do big and little things in your life. For the one who's listening, 
Jesus loves you. God bless. y'all thanks again for listening to the for the one podcast remember to follow along on our instagram at for the one podcast underscore and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform feel free to leave comments as i'd love to hear what you have to say thanks again for listening peace out